0: At the highest levels of performance and success, the biggest obstacles aren't skill or knowledge. It's not even performance stuff like sleep, nutrition, or focus. It's psychology, how we handle thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. Because those can either be the biggest reason we hold back or the reason we keep pushing forward. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying, High leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high-leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. But what does that mean? I talk a lot about psychological leverage, but it's not always easy to understand at first glance. So today I'm digging deep and unpacking what it means and how to use it for peak performance and to move faster to your potential. At its core, any kind of leverage is about moving closer to peak success. It's about having a thought, making a decision, or taking an action, and getting a bigger output. The more results you get, with less energy you have to put in, the more leverage you have. It's like the difference between having to haul a couch up 14 flights of stairs all by yourself and being able to put it in an elevator to go all the way up. Except, in this case, going up the elevator means your business scaling or having free time, and being able to pursue and live your goals and dreams faster. According to investor and philosopher Naval Ravikant, there are four kinds of leverage in business. I believe psychological leverage is a fifth. But before we get to leveraging psychology, let's understand the other types of leverage and what they mean in business and personal mastery. The first and most basic kind of leverage is people. It's sometimes also called collaboration or labor. It marks the line between having to do anything or everything with your own hands and your brain versus getting someone else to do it for you. It's how restaurants scale, getting other people to cook, serve, manage, and market. Every big chain uses this kind of leverage. Think Starbucks, Supercuts, CVS. Equinox, the list goes on and on. Getting more hands and brains to work with you or for you is one way to scale a business. The second is capital. It's also referred to as financing or money because it's using someone else's money to get more. Being able to borrow money today, use it to make more, and pay back what you borrowed while still having some leftover for yourself is what leveraging capital is all about. Real estate with financing is a clear example of borrowing money to buy something. Maybe you put some more money into fixing or improving it, and then you sell it later at a higher price or rent out units like an apartment to cover the cost of the loan and still make money. Financial services and banks are all built on the back of leveraging money. Everyone who keeps money at the bank or gives it to a manager, a financial manager, to handle lets someone else. Make money off of it. The third is media. It's also called content. And this is something that you can create once and then share or have lots of people see or get value from it. Think radio, television, social media posts, making videos for YouTube or courses. And even PDFs and spreadsheets allow you to put time into making something once. And then an unlimited number of eyeballs could see or benefit from that. You can use that to have a much bigger impact without having to keep putting in more effort or more energy. Fourth and last, according to Naval Ravikant, is code. That's any form of technology you can imagine, from smartphone apps like Netflix to Gmail, and that list goes on and on. From websites, AI, and any bit of software that helps with everything from banking to project management to even booking vacations. The additional cost of adding the next user or client is next to nothing. But the software can keep working and making life easier and better. It can essentially work for you. Which means that's why we keep paying month after month, whether that's for Netflix or QuickBooks or whatever kinds of software you use. And in businesses, of course, oftentimes they have a whole stack of software A bunch of different pieces of software they use together in order to accomplish a lot of the required elements or tasks of the business. We're even fortunate to live in a world now where people can create websites and apps without having to ever write or know a single scrap of coding. If you see a theme, it's that putting an effort up front lets you have more and more impact over time to more people. And that means that over a long period of time, you put a relatively small amount of effort and it just keeps producing or giving value. It keeps getting you more results or more of an outcome from that effort that you put in. It's like planting a seed today that you don't have to actively work to make it grow into a potentially giant tree. Hey guys, so thrilled you're here no ads, no fluff, just a heart-to-heart journey towards a better self. If you want to keep getting every episode as soon as it goes live, hit the subscribe button. It's two seconds and just one click to fuel your growth. Subscribing brings more clarity, not just for you, but to other people just like you who push themselves to be better. So let's help more people listen so they can learn, grow, and live better. Let's create a world full of insight, clarity, drive, and growth, one action at a time. Even though it's true that growing a business still takes effort, the amount of effort needed to keep it up and running from you doesn't crush you when you have leverage. The same way it might crush you if you had to do all the cooking and the cleaning and the serving and the managing and the ordering, every single thing that is done at a restaurant. The biggest companies today use leverage. The more kinds, the better. Of the top 500 companies in the U.S., the number that use code has skyrocketed in the past 30 years, and it's easy to see because of how much leverage a piece of software has. Here's a fun little game for you. I'm going to name a few companies that are in the top 50 as of today. Ask yourself what kinds of leverage they use the most. So just the number one type of leverage they use. Do they use labor, money, and finance? Media and content or software. Pause and take a guess. Let's begin. Number one, Amazon. If you guessed and your guess was labor, that's what I have. Number two, CVS. CVS, being a chain of pharmacies, also uses labor primarily more than anything else. Number three, Alphabet, also known as the parent company that owns Google. I'm sure that you probably were thinking of and guessing code because Google is known as a software company and that's what they use the most. Moving on, let's look at Microsoft. Yeah, just like Google, Microsoft uses code. Number 5. Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, of course these are all uh, phone companies, internet companies. What do they use? They also use code. Number 6. JP Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. They are all in the finance industry. And of course, they all use financial leverage. They use money. Number seven, State Farm. Or you could think of any other kind of insurance company. They also use finance. Number eight, Meta, which is also known as the company that owns Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. You guessed it, code. Number nine, Disney. Here we have a break from some of the other ones for once. Disney is primarily a media company. They use content or media. Number 10, Walmart, Costco, Home Depot, Target. Yeah, they all use labor. Now, I hope you enjoyed our little game. And I really want to point out, big companies often use big leverage. And the more they use, the more output they get. You might notice that companies like Walmart, Amazon, Apple, and Alphabet, all in the top 10, use more than one kind of leverage. They use labor, code, and even media. And behind the scenes, they're using money, too. So how does psychological leverage fit in? Well, leveraging psychology follows the same idea. Less effort, more outputs. Only for most people, it starts in the reverse. People rarely think about psychology until they get stuck or hit a wall. Something about their thoughts, their reactions, or their actions get in the way. They're not getting the results. They're not feeling what they want to feel. Whether that's negative thinking, big stress or worry, or not being able to focus and follow through on the actions that help them accomplish their goals. When their relationships go off the rails or when they feel down, unhappy, or empty. But that's like someone who takes a job that pays peanuts and only thinks about it after they can't pay their bills. At its core, psychological leverage is just a fancy way of saying, getting your mindset and emotions in check and out of the way of peak success. And maybe even a little bit further, using psychology, your thoughts, feelings, and actions to launch you further and faster towards your goals instead of holding you back from accomplishing them. Let's break that down even further. The biggest roadblocks to achieving your goals and dreams. It's not knowledge or skill. You can learn those in hundreds of ways, often free or cheap. In fact, you may have read the books, watched the videos, listened to podcasts, and more. It's not the typical performance advice like sleep, nutrition, or exercise, even though those can absolutely throw anyone off. It's not even about focus or distraction those are usually a surface level symptom of something deeper and bigger. And we'll get to more on that in a moment. It's not external factors like the economy, market changes, or inflation. Great businesses and leaders weather and even thrive in the harshest of times and situations. There are companies that have existed for over a hundred years. So what is it? It's psychology. And I'm going to break down for you what that means. It's the way you think, how you handle your assumptions, belief, and expectations, especially in moments of challenge. How fast, easily, and effectively you shift perspectives and upgrade your thinking, especially to solve your biggest challenges and problems. What happens when you feel frustrated, stressed, or overwhelmed? And this is where so many people distract themselves, avoid, or procrastinate. It's about how much time and energy it costs you to deal with unproductive thoughts and reactions in yourself or with the people around you, whether that's as a leader or with your peers or with your clients and customers. In other words, there's a big piece that's about your mindset, about the hidden assumptions that shape your thinking and how you handle emotions. Psychology can be a big boulder blocking your path to success. Or it can be rocket fuel and a jetpack accelerating you towards it. Instead of letting it control you, you can leverage it to launch yourself forward. At the highest levels of performance and success, the biggest obstacles aren't skill or knowledge. It's not even performance stuff like sleep, nutrition, or focus. It's psychology, how we handle thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. Because those can either be the biggest reason we hold back or the reason we keep pushing forward. Here's the real deal world class, elite, peak performers in every aspect of life, whether that's sports, business, or anywhere else you can imagine, just handle psychology better. Sharpening their mindset allows them to focus and excel in ways that less than 1% of people on the planet can. It takes them less time to move on and move forward, especially in the face of an obstacle, a challenge, or a setback. In fact, they often use their thoughts and reactions to aim and launch themselves towards their peak success goals. Psychology, how they think, how they handle their thoughts, how they solve problems, how they respond to the assumptions that they have, all of those are lined up with motivating and pushing them forward, building momentum to reach bigger and bigger and bigger goals and success. What it really means is that a lot of the time we face challenges or problems, there are two paths to take. One, let the hidden influence of psychology quietly hold you back. Or two, understand how to harness psychology to help drive you forward. It's like being in a sailboat. Sometimes the wind is right in your sails and pushing you forward at full speed. Other times, a headwind can threaten to push you back. Life is like that, and we don't always have control over the circumstances. But there are strategies and tactics you can use to be able to move in the direction you want, no matter which way the winds are blowing. In sailing, one of those is called tacking. The strategy is, instead of going straight into the wind, which is practically impossible, you zigzag. But that's a lot better than going backwards. Whether or not we just let the winds take us where they do, or push inevitably towards our goals, all comes down to psychology. How we think, what we believe, how we react, and what we do with those thoughts. Your brain and mind are wired to help you figure out and find your way forward, no matter how the winds are blowing. But if you don't learn how to harness that, the winds of life will push you around. And in fact, you might experience your mind, your mindset, or your psychology as creating those headwinds that push you back or make it harder to move forward. So stick around if you want to learn how to push forward no matter what life throws at you, how to harness the winds whichever way they're blowing. And on that note, I'll see you next week. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and Podtech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.